You're listening to the Ventures of Two Dudes podcast with Manny and Scott. All right, we are back. It's been a long time. I'm Manny. I'm Scott. So later to the, on this podcast, we're going to actually talk about the, uh, your book, mm-hmm. get a little bit of an inside look on that. But before, cool. before we do that, I think uh, we have to let our li- listeners know why we've been gone for, a, what, a year? Do we have to say it already? It's, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been <laughs> We have to say it. Yeah, at least. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. So last time we checked, our uh, podcast was in January 1st, I think we... Yeah, we recorded December 30th, right? but we posted January 1st of 22. And I think that topic was, uh, don't call it a comeback. Yes. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which was, is what we told the people. That's what we told the people. Yeah. But, don't call it a comeback. Because we thought we'd have more. We, I know. We were hoping to. We did. We, we wanted to. Yes. It was legit, guys. We were being sincere. Manny and I love each other dearly. That's true. I'm trying not to get emotional. Please don't. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay? It's been a while. But yeah, uh, well, why don't you start and just tell us what's going on? Like, what had happened? Because I know you had some health issues, some health concerns that we right. need to share with the people. Right. I think the last podcast, and I haven't listened to it in a while, um, I think I talked about the injury of my eye. Yes. I did hurt my eye at that time. Yes. And then um, uh, just kind of a quick review on that. I think I mentioned that my cornea was scratched. I am partially blind. Kind of sucks. But I have... Still handsome as ever, though. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I uh, uh, got used to just the one eye, just being more dominant now. My left eye is. And then we did the podcast and thinking, okay, we're going to start doing this again. And then I had health issues with my heart. It was, it was scary because I was getting these uh, piercing palpitations, which kind of felt like I was having a heart attack. So that kind of slowed us from, from doing any more podcasts. But um, today I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. Which is good. Yes. Um, there was just a moment uh, where <clears throat> when I was walking and, and, or working or being stressed on over little things, my palpitations would be very piercing. And I got a little bit concerned, went to the doctors and they, they had me, they had a put a, um, a heart monitor on me. And I had to wear that for, I think it was like a, maybe a week or two. And uh, they found out that uh, I had like AFib, which is a, uh, a good indicator that my rhythm of my heart isn't properly beating and they said that I was going to need an ablation and the ablation procedures were they actually take uh, catheters and they insert you on each side of your groin and they go up inside your heart and actually scar your insides of your heart to change the wave pattern to um, to more of a normal beating changes the, the pathways to that. And so I had that done. And when that happened, bro, I mean, I was, it was a scary, you know, I, I even texted you and yeah. my cousin yeah. and let, you know, so they, man, I was worried, man. I was worried there for a little bit, but I try to, I try to document everything that was going on when that had happened. Um, I went in, they prepped me, you got to tell us the story for our <laughs> listeners. We it's been a while, but you were gonna enjoy this story. So I, 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 I go place. in, I go to the, the you know, they had scheduled this procedure for me to go in, and uh, I'm laying on this table. They had me lay on this table and I had the gown, you know, the ass showing and everything, and which is kind of sexy, <laughs> not that day, <laughs> but they uh, prepped me so they like. Like shit, like they shaved everything, dude. Like I, 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 I came out of that room like a little, like a little boy. Like, and then they they had me lay on this like this uh this this weird kind of like this bed that had like all these uh, kind of arches, your legs and your back and stuff. And they take me into this uh this uh, operating room and they had music playing. 
they had uh, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. And I was like, what the hell? This is like scary. I mean, it was cool. There was music because I love music, but that's not the that's not the the song you want to you know enter a room to, and, and you're something's gonna you know they're gonna open you up. Enter Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I actually told the, the the guys that were there that were setting all the uh, in, instruments and and and, and uh, monitors and stuff around me in the lights. I had to ask them, are you guys gonna like leave the music on this whole time? And they're like, Yeah, do you want do you want us to uh change the channel for you? I go, Well, I kinda like classic rock, if that's okay. If I'm if I'm gonna leave this earth, you know. I want something better. I want something, you know, but not like welcome to the jungle. So they gave me some sleepy substance, man. It, so I kinda like kinda dozed off, but I was still like in the room like i was like mentally like i know what was going on yeah and but i was like kind of drowsy you know and while they were all up in me um i could still hear music but i would doze off here and there but i wasn't like fully dozed off and it took the procedure took like maybe two or three hours and i finally like came to and they were just like all right mr alvarez uh we're all finished here and the music that was playing at that time, they told me that was the uh, um, that one song. How long has this been going on? And I was wondering, man, how long has this been going on? And I remember they were willing me out. They're like, uh, I actually had enough energy to say, you guys are awesome. <laughs> thank you. Know, you. Thank <laughs> you. So, but. Cool. Um, so I think I, you know, at that moment I thought, okay, I'm finished. I'm done with this, whatever, yeah. what's going on with my heart. And uh, a week later I was back in the ICU because uh, I had a, a bleeding. Like your heart is like inside sort of like a, a bladder yeah. and it was filling up with blood. Right. And the reason why I was having that is because when they did the procedure on me, uh, they burned just a little bit too much. Oh. And so I started leaking. So, yeah, so there, I, I was in the ICU there for a couple of days and, uh, um, they sent me home. There was, they, they thought that, that there was not enough blood in there to send me to the emergency and try to suck the, you know, take that, suck that blood out. But they said that they were hoping and they were going to give me some medicine to, uh, um, have my body absorb little portion of blood and it did another week later i started feeling really good but now i don't have the palpitations like i used to so that's improvement a lot of improvement a lot it's just that now every once in a long while i'll get them um still trying to figure out what's triggering triggering them off right but um i'm in a lot better place than i was before the procedure happened so that's good yeah you were scaring us a little bit last year um last spring yeah right that was your first uh experience with it when did you go for your ablation was it march it was in march yeah, yeah. so, so you sent a few texts out and some pictures and uh, manny's adam cousin and i or manny's cousin adam and i got those texts and they had us worried and we were yeah. thinking man and, you know we hope everything's okay and obviously thankfully it was and it is but it's scary stuff. It is. It is. It, it is. And I just got to just keep a monitor on it. You know, I just yeah. make sure nothing like I don't elevate myself, like stress myself out or, right. you know, so I'm just I'm still kind of um, worry about it. But I mean, I'm in a lot better place. So I'll, I'll see my doctor again in March. But that's one of the reasons why we didn't get back yeah. on doing the podcast. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a good time to go, hey, when you're done with your surgery, Manny, let's yeah. go have a pot. Let's that, go be a that was like the last thing in my exactly. mind. I was like, let me uh, let me try to put on my socks. <laughs> yeah. How about if I do that first? Is that, first? Is that, is that okay with you? Yeah, is that okay? Yeah. yeah, so for our, our listeners, that's one of the reasons that we did it. It's not because we didn't want to. It's just that we, with the health issues that Manny was going through and just the life just kind of gets in the way. I mean, we're both busy guys anyway. But you throw those health issues in and it's kind of not, you know, it's not something that we just wanted to do. Um, and we both, frankly, didn't have time for it or and Manny especially didn't have the energy for it. So it was like, 
uh, let's just wait. Right. So and we really were going to try to do more. And the other positive <laughs> thing that, that happened that whole time, and I was, uh, I got reminded yesterday by looking at my license, is that I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Which was, was good. which is a good. Yes. So, well done, my man. Um, I got to just, you know, concentrate on my, you know, just get a better eating and, and just trying to be more healthy and stuff. And not to elevate any of my, you know, blood pressure anyway. So, well, that's good news though to hear that. I mean, here it is, what nine months later, ten months later, almost, and you're better. I know it's not gotten, oh, it's not gone away, right? But you're improving. Yes, that's a good sign. It's not like I'm uh, having them every 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 day, right? But uh, every once in a while I'll get them. But they, and the thing is, they're not they don't last long when I right. do get them. Right. So which is which is good. Okay. Which is good, but you, man, I've been, I've been like, you know, watching you on on Facebook, and I've yeah. noticed you traveled a lot. Yeah, twenty two was another good year. I'm not gonna lie, it was a fun year. Uh, I mean, I worked a lot as well, but Manny and I laugh about this too because we just we never post about our jobs because we just we do them every day, so we just don't post about them. <laughs> so it's just the way it is. But we we both work a lot of hours, but we like to play hard too when we get a chance. And yeah, dude, I. I was able to get to a lot of places. I went to the coast um, three times this. No, I went over Thanksgiving too uh, with my friend Christine, and it, that was number four. I was able to get to the wow. coast four times this this year, or twenty two, I should say, um, which was amazing. Because those of you that know me, which Manny does very well, the coast is my one of my favorite places. So if I can get there twice or three times a year, that's about average. Mm-hmm. But four was extra, so. I, I was happy. I was really mm, happy. Nice. Yeah, and then you know McCall and stuff like that. Some other happy place. Um, but yeah, I was able to do uh, stuff with family and friends. Got to see my mom and stepdad on the coast and um, uh, friends Kyle and Shalia. Right before Fourth of July, we went and, and had a lot of fun with, with some of their friends, and they spent a couple nights at their house. And yeah, so Kyle and Shalia, hello. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really good. And then wrapped up the summer with a trip to New York City. Uh, with Christine, I, I went in 2021 and didn't think that I was going to be back that soon. I thought, oh, I'll go to New York City eventually mm-hmm. again, but, you know, whatever. Um, and I'd gone to Yankee Stadium in 2021, 4th of July, and saw Mets game the next night, all that. So it was great. So New York City was off my list, you know, check the things, check the boxes. But then Christine mentioned a good opportunity for a trip, and so I went to New York City with her. We had a great time. I went to my first Broadway show. How was that? Uh, it was fun. Into the woods. It was, uh, I recognized some of the actors and actresses. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I didn't think that was going to happen because I've never been to Broadway before. Mm-hmm. I've walked onto the street Broadway right. in 21, but I didn't go in, you know. Gotcha. I was just this poor little kid, you know, walking the streets. And, you know, I didn't have the opportunity. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> but I've did. driven on Broadway. Yeah, I've driven on Broadway before. Street. If that counts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here in Boise. Right. Yeah, I mean, we've done that lots of times, but but it was fun and the play was wonderful. Um, we took a train down to Philadelphia because that was stadium number twenty three on my list. How were the people there? I heard the people in Philly are kind of have a little attitude. Oh, there's attitude. You're absolutely right. There's attitude, and many and I are Cowboys fans. So sorry, Eagles fans, but we're, we're not big fans of you, okay? Because <laughs> Eagles fans are known. Philadelphia Eagles to out of out of uh, town people, the Cowboys fans, things like that. But these guys, I mean, it was baseball season, so it's a little bit different. I had a couple conversations with the fans because you know me, mm-hmm. I'm out, I'm talking to the people, right? <laughs> Got to talk to the people, <laughs> and so I'm out there talking to the people, and uh, came across a couple dudes that you're gonna laugh. About. I think you and I talked about this. And this is in August, by the way. So the season, the baseball season was was starting to wind down a little bit. My Dodgers were looking really good this year. Mm-hmm. They won 111 games, by the way, the best they've ever done since being in Brooklyn all the way back in the 1880s. Won 111 games, record for our, our franchise. So me and my brothers, Dave and Monty, big, big Dodger fans, we all thought this is our year. Right. We probably can win the World Series this year. And in Philadelphia, a couple dudes come up. And they like to give people shit, and that's okay, you know, it's fun. But at first, you don't know 
They're like, whoa, these guys look a little tough. I don't know. You know. But they came up and they're like, yeah, it must be nice to be a Dodger fan. You got a World Series coming up. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, it looks good. But it's August, you guys. Anything's possible. They're like, yeah, whatever. You know what's not possible? Philly's getting the World Series. That's not possible. So good luck. And, you know, we kind of gave each other crap for a while. And then we laughed and we parted ways. Well, it turns out in October, two months later, my Dodgers are out getting eliminated by the Padres. And guess who's in the World Series from the National League? Yeah. The Phillies. Yeah. So, yeah, I got it. I want to go back to those guys and say, what were you guys saying? Yeah, you had no chance? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. But, no, it was it was a fun experience. Uh, uh, great stadium. Uh, did talk to some really nice people out there. Actually, at one point, I talked to this grandfather, his son, a grandson and his his kid who was just a little a little kid four generations of philly, philly fans, fans and those people were awesome we talked for probably an inning just talked about you know baseball and history and i mean and you and i both know baseball history and that to me was the best part i mean the game was fun it's always fun right but when i go on these baseball trips that's what i, I like to see the stadiums and to talk to the people Sometimes more than the game. Let me ask you this. When you go to all these stadiums and you see the fans, yeah. can you actually pinpoint the fan that would actually like you know know the history? Maybe like you can get along with them. Yeah. Um they're just not there just for drinking beer. Right, and- right. Kind of. Yes. I've had a couple times where I've gone to stadiums and I've met some some people. And you can tell they kind of, you know, they're either wearing a vintage jersey, uh-huh. you know, and you're like, okay, they appreciate history. That's cool. Or I've had some fans that I'll be standing in line to get a soda and a dog, and I'll be just talking to them. And they don't look like they might, I mean, they may not even be that old, mm-hmm. but I've had conversations with those people, and they know a ton about history. That's and I'm great. sitting there, and I'm learning from them about their stadium. What about the girls? Well, let's just <laughs> ladies. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ladies out now, there. Now, usually you see the girls wear the, the, you know, the jersey because of their boyfriend right. likes the team and stuff. Right. right. I'm actually, I don't. And you see that. You see that, which is not a bad thing, ladies. I'm not saying that's bad. But there's been a couple conversations I've had with the, the the women in these stadiums that are really, really knowledgeable baseball fans. And of course, I fall in love. Right, right. Right. I mean, as you would do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, we're about ready to propose. But, okay, not really. <laughs> but, no, but I've met some really, really cool women at these stadiums. And I'm just like, man, I walk away from the conversation going, man, she was awesome. Like she, she knew a lot, mm-hmm. but then she's always got a little ring on that finger too. So it's <laughs> never going anywhere, but, but it's fun to talk to her, you right. know? So yeah, there, it does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else is, I mean, where else did you end up going other than Philly? So, I mean, yeah. you went to, uh, Texas. Yes. Went to Texas. Uh, actually, yeah, that was okay. So yeah, yeah. that, I skipped over June. June is crazy. <laughs> okay, so in June or early, late June, no, late May for Memorial Day, I flew down to Texas to see my cousin Megan, her husband Brian, and their daughter Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. That was a pre-planned trip from a few months before that. And that was awesome. We had a great uh, Memorial Day weekend together. And then another trip came about, and it had to be scheduled this way. It was kind of crazy. The Dodgers and the Pirates were playing, and I have a friend, Paul, who's an amazing dude, awesome guy, um, former student from way back. I graduated like eight years ago, and we'll, for the last like seven, eight years, I've been promising him, you and I will go to watch a Dodger game and a Pirate game, a Dodgers and Pirates game at Dodger Stadium one of these years. COVID happened, other things happened, just never worked out. Mm-hmm. This year, Paul hit me up in like April. And he goes, Looney, he goes, you know who's playing uh, right around Memorial Day? Dodgers and Pirates. And I was like, oh, is that this year? He goes, yeah, you can't keep saying it. He goes, it's been seven, eight years now. So he was right. <laughs> so we had actually ended up booking our tickets and for two games, two Dodgers and Pirates games that very night. But it just so happens I was coming back from Austin, Texas on that Monday night of Memorial Day. Came home, slept for about five hours, and got up the next morning and hopped on another plane to go to L.A. And Paul and I went to L.A., 
rented a car, had a great time. We went to back-to-back Pirates-Dodgers games, which the damn Pirates won both of those games. And they also won Monday night for Memorial Day, so they swept us this year. Yeah. You're like, damn. Yeah. Did I really need to take this trip? Exactly. Like, why did I go to this? <laughs> yeah. This isn't, this isn't good for me. But, no, uh, Paul and I had a great time. Um, so that was in early June. And then, uh, gosh, yeah, yeah. then it, it led to um, uh, the Oregon coast and stuff, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's just been a really, really good travel year again. Uh, I, I can't complain. I'm looking forward to hopefully 2023 right. being a good travel year. Um, but uh, yeah, you never know. Every year, you, you know, I kind of put things out there like I want to go do. Right. But you never know. And I just happened to over Christmas break, um, I got a really good deal uh, through a friend, Ann Jeanette, a friend of ours. Uh, Manny and I, I used to go to high school together. And she hooked me up with a really good deal to get back to Austin. And so I went to Austin two weeks ago. Uh, for uh, New Year's, uh, yes, two weeks ago right now, for New Year's Eve weekend, I uh, spent time with our good buddy Ryan, who we've had on the show. What's up, Ryan? So please stay. <laughs> Inside joke. Ryan will love that. Yeah. Everyone else is going, huh? What the hell? Stay? Yeah. Why? You guys. Why? <laughs> and they have to read it, or have the listeners are like, why don't we listen to these guys? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they're back. But, but this is nonsense. Yeah, this is stupid. This is stupid. ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah. So I got to see Ryan again, uh, hang out with him and his family for a night. And then I went to uh, see Megan and Ryan and Mackenzie again. We had a great time. And then I flew home on New Year's Day uh, a couple weeks ago. So yeah, dude, finished 23 in style. <laughs> it sounds like in you're in style. style. <laughs> I've noticed that you're in a different place now, too. You're living oh, in a yes. mansion? Yes, I live in a mansion. But ladies, hold on. <laughs> Before the ladies come running my way, let's, uh, let's, be, let's be clear. Um, yeah, Manny's right. I do live in a mansion. It's 125 years old. But still. But still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the title itself <laughs> had me all excited. I hope to take Manny back there later after the show. <laughs> You've never seen it. No, not yet. But, but I hope But I'm, I'm planning to. I think you'll like it. Oh, so I look, it looks cool outside. Yeah. I can't believe it's still standing. Yeah, it's 125. Yeah. yeah. Built in the I can't believe I'm still standing. Yeah. Cue the music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> but, dude, I think you'll like it. It was, uh, it's been an adjustment. I like the place. Um, rent has been going up all over the country, especially Boise in this valley. It's going up like crazy. So one of my sisters, Amy, she found this place for me. And she said, go check it out. This is back in September, middle of September. And I did. I looked at it. I'm like, well, it's smaller. It's smaller than, you know, my one bedroom that I was in. But I, they jacked the rent up way too much. And so uh, I just couldn't stay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, long story short, got into this place in October. Um, paid rent at both places for a month, which was uh, pretty expensive. But, uh, hey, that's a, it's the way it goes sometimes. Now, is this place haunted? So far, No. Which is a good thing. Yes. It's going to still be kind of cool if it was. Right. There's part of me that, like, sometimes late at night, I hear creaks and stuff because it's old. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder, nah, dude, you're, just, you're tired. Go to sleep. And then I think, and I think, and I'm like, wait, should I be going to sleep? <laughs> what if I don't wake up? I heard the place had like a bowling alley one time on the basement. Yeah, there was there's there was like a, it used to be a ballroom. Yeah, and now it, there's a couple apartments there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was like, yeah, there's there's a there's uh, I think there's nine ten apartments. And that's in the basement, the first floor, the second floor, and then all the way up to the third floor. And I mean, it's kind of cool. I've got my own little porch off the backside. Nice. Kind of a nice little writing porch, writing nook. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tiny. But um, but I like it. How tiny? Oh well, let, I'll show you later. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> like it, and she'll like it too. <laughs> I don't think so. If it's tiny, <laughs> that's true. That's it's true. true. Like, I meant the let's apartment. Let's be real. I meant the apartment. Let's be real, <laughs> ladies. Hold on, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like the place. Um, it, it's it's cute, it's cool, it's historical. I like it, but it's uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's a it's a big adjustment mm. going from where I mean I was a you I you remember my old apartment right right it wasn't huge my apartment 
But the other thing, I mean, you know, so I just clarify. Um, but no, it, the apartment itself is a really nice place. I'm just, it's still an adjustment because it's so much smaller than, mm. than what I've been in. And so, um, but it's okay. I mean, it's a good place and uh, it's close to downtown. So mm. it's really nice. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that, that happened this fall. Um, I know you're going to ask me in the next segment about the book and stuff. So, um, but I won't talk about that yet, but yeah, that's been keeping me really busy too. But yeah, I mean, I just, I hope that 2023 is a good year for mm -hmm. travel again. Uh, I hope it, I hope it is. And, uh, hopefully you and I can get back to doing more of these. Yes, I know. Hopefully, uh, so far so good. Um, let's see. Also, uh, 2023, I also kind of have like this mission type, uh, I want to travel to Seattle. I, yes. want to, I actually want to go see the All-Star game. Yeah. I've been talking about that since I know. last summer. I think that would be one of the best trips. And I haven't been to Seattle in a while. Dude, we have to do it. We have so to go. It'll, it'll be uh, nostalgic for me to drive up there, with, especially with you. Yeah. Because we used to do it yeah, since we were teenagers. We did it. Remember, we were 18. Yeah, I know. We had this. Uh, I had this little 89 Ford Festiva. No air con. And we would travel in it in June, like the hottest part of the summer. It had a great sound system, though. Yes. It did, actually. Because of the uh, bouncing of the air con. Anyways. Uh, I was looking at the woofers. Right. Don't right. be talking about my woofers. But... Uh, it didn't have any air con, so we would drive to the desert with, like, I just remember it just sweating. Yeah. We would actually buy, like, we brought, like, a like a cooler. We just filled it up with ice and just throw in sodas and candy bars and stuff. Yep. But, but, I mean, that'd be kind of fun just to do it again, you we know? We had some good Seattle trips, like, the greatest Seattle trips. Yeah. But we, when you brought that up to me last summer, because it's going to be July, Right, right. twenty three. Mm -hmm. I think Manny brought it up this last July, twenty two, and I think it kicks ass. I say we do it. Mm -hmm. We can make that happen. That would be so much fun. Yeah, that's the ideal. So yeah. hopefully, yeah. Um, I don't know how much time we got left. I don't know. I haven't even looked at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. We haven't recorded in so long. So we forgot how long, how long our podcast. Usually our podcast is an hour long. Yeah. Uh, but you you lost weight too, man. Dude, so. thank you. I've been working on it. Oh, so, I'm just doing okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, thank you. I've been trying to work out and, and get more hikes in. You've been going to the foothills. What? You still doing that? I or know. I have not been. But you live in a perfect place where you can just walk to work. Yep. Walk you know, like you know downtown or eat or yeah. you know. And yeah, I it's think, perfect. I, it has been perfect. I, I it's almost like blessing in disguise. Yeah, you know, you're you're getting your walks in. Yeah, smaller place, but better location. And Manny's right. I I actually have been. I've not been really good about hikes because it's been muddy trails, snowy trails. So I can't get out there, unfortunately. And it's dark by the time we get off work. You go in and it's dark. You get off and it's dark. Mm -hmm. So it's like the motivation's not there. So I haven't been hiking as much, but what I told Manny um, and some other people too, what I enjoy sometimes is if it's not raining and if it's not like, you know, 10 degrees out, I'll get all bundled up and I'll come home after work, have some dinner, maybe work on my book a little bit. And then I'll go for just a walk around town for an hour or two. Right. And, you know, there's not a lot of people on like say a Wednesday mm -hmm. and I, it's kind of cool. Right. Just walking around downtown Boise and around the, the city a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I need to walk to work. I haven't done it yet because it's been cold. Although this week it was actually really warm. But I haven't done that yet. But in the spring, I really do need to just get up a little earlier and just walk my butt to work. Because <laughs> it'll do me some good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go to Wild Waters? I know. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Back when, in the day. I don't, I don't, it's not around anymore. Right. For those of you see that well it used to be a, a like a, a water part yeah and it was like a sliding and i used to be real chubby as a kid and uh i used to go and climb all the way up to the top and then slide all the way down right and i would do that and there would be a guy at the very top to be like he'll like monitor people that goes on the slides he's okay next next me as a chubby kid would go up there and then slide all the way down, go all the way up, slide all the way down. And then one time I go all the way up and the guy goes, next, 
next. And it was up when I was up to get ready to get on the slide. He goes, whoa, no pregnant ladies. <laughs> so then I went down the slide and whoa. then and they could hear my skin like rubbing down the slide, like, ee! you know, just kind of like, it, it wasn't so much fun anymore. So, and so hopefully I get my, a lot of my walks in this summer so I don't, so that way I can get back on those slides. All right, welcome back to the show, guys. Um, we ended the last segment kind of abruptly, but um, we want to start this segment off with uh, kind of what's on our current playlist. Like, what music do we we listen to? Manny and I both are huge fans of music. We go all the way from jazz to classic rock to modern to, you know, I mean, everything in between. And Manny's always been this amazing music guy. He's always got all the music. And so I want to start off the segment. I want to hear what's on his current playlist. Well, <clears throat> my current playlist now, I've been listening to uh, a lot of the classics still. Um, you can never go wrong with the classics. I've been bulging, like, listening to a lot of the Hollow Note stuff. Really? Yeah. Good. Old Hollow Note. Old Hollow Note. What's your favorite that you've been playing a lot? On the Holland Notes, I like one on one, but there's a new song called Romeo is Bleeding, which is actually pretty good. It sounds like 80s music. Yeah. It's one of their new newer songs. Um, but I've been listening to that a lot. It's okay. it's really, really good. Um, but you can't go wrong with Holland Notes, especially if you're going through a lot of stressful times and stuff. Yeah. Holland Notes is kind of just eases you. Um, reggae stuff, I've been listening to nice. uh Dennis Brown. Okay. Now I've if you have you ever heard of Dennis Brown before, it's really good. I mean, if you like Bob Marley and stuff, mm -hmm. um, you'll like Dennis Brown. But the song that I've been listening to by him is called "Love Will F Love Has Found Its Way," oh. and uh, it's a really really good song. So I put me putting that on repeat. Nice. Um, "Paradise" uh, by Simply Red uh, is another good one. It's funny because it's got a sample of a Hollow Note song in the really? background. So uh, <laughs> maybe it was because of that song that got me back into Hollow Note. But, uh, you know, you ever hear one of those new songs that they sample, like from an old school yeah. song, and you forgot about that song? You're like, damn, I'm going to go listen. And then all of a sudden you hear all the old school. The original. And you're like, damn, this is good music. Yeah. So that's what I've been listening to. Nothing, nothing too crazy, nothing too – I mean, I do explore different – you know, genres and stuff yeah. like that. But um, lately, I've just been a lot, of, a lot of the classics. Let me ask you about your uh, Manny Ghost, and, and he's talked about this a little on our old podcast, but he hits uh, record stores, record exchange here in Boise, downtown Boise. Oh, by the way, before I ask that question, we are in downtown Boise. Manny and I have got this great uh, recording uh, place uh, today, um, <clears throat> thanks to a friend of ours. And then also, uh, we want to give a shout out to Dutch Bros uh, downtown because uh, they hooked us up today with with today's uh, beverages for uh, our podcast. So quick shout out to a former student of mine, and uh, he's really cool, and uh, we appreciate it. So yeah, anyway. I mean this room is awesome, and we're like literally on the Grove Plaza. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm looking out the window, and it's just, you can see people walking back and forth, and yeah. Good, just, good it just it's awesome good people watching great location yeah, so yeah we, we got lucky this is a good place to do it um but okay so my question for you is speaking of downtown uh manny goes to a lot of different record stores he's got a lot of he's got a great vinyl collection but you got a collection of all kinds of music right but one of the things he likes to do is he comes to boise for record exchange specifically and he's been you've been there like early early mornings for their contests and all the stuff their uh, record store days and yeah. stuff they have uh they have record store days uh once a year and then they have like their, their black fridays um it's kind of like a record store day because they have exclusive records right. um but I, there's been a lot of people getting back to vinyl and you could actually look up and uh, find out that vinyl is outselling a lot of like uh tactile yeah. you know media like the uh, cds you know yeah. cds is kind of rising though believe Are it or not yeah cassettes too 
Really? So it's been kind of crazy. So it's like, it's a good thing I still have some of my old players. Um, <laughs> but cool. um, I, I kind of like it, you know, like holding an album cover yeah. and, and, and feeling it and looking at, you know, the, the inner sleeves, you know, yeah. they usually have karaoke and stuff in there, you know, like the lyrics, I mean. But like you said, you get that tactile mm -hmm. feel of the record. You, right. You've got it in your hands, you mm -hmm. turn it over and twist it. Let me ask you this, with your trips to uh, Record Exchange, uh, what's your favorite purchase that you've made in the last, I don't know, 30 days? <laughs> you want to talk about 30 days? Yeah. The last 30 days, believe it or not, then it goes back to Hollow Notes. It's the Essential CD. Oh, So nice. it's got the double disc and it's got all the, uh, you know, all the hits and plus some of the B-sides. Does it have Man Eater? Oh, it's got Man Eater, all right. But uh, I am getting a, uh, I did pre-order uh, a, uh, a box set of New Order, uh, their album Low Life, that's coming out, nice. uh, I believe, the 28th of this month. If not, I think it's like the first couple of weeks in uh, February. But I pre-ordered that through Amazon. It's a box set that contains uh, some uh, DVDs, CDs, and a couple of LPs, okay. and it's their 85 Low Life. Oh, that's cool. So I pre-ordered that. I'm still waiting on the the Cure album. There's they're mentioning the uh, the release this year. So wait on that. They did give out the title, which I can't remember what it was called, but but it's coming out this it's year. It's coming out. So okay. uh, cool. Depeche Mode has got one coming Depeche out. Depeche Mode put another one. Yeah, their album is coming out. I believe in March. So. I'm looking forward to that because yeah. Andy Fletcher passed away, so they kind of finished the album without him. So, but yeah, I've been I've been uh, craving some of the old school artists, and you know, waiting for them to put out some new stuff, and I, I can't wait. So, cool. That's but what about you, man? What are you living listening to? Uh, you know, not. I mean, I get into these things like you and I talk about. I get into these modes where I'll listen to a band or a couple different bands for weeks, mm -hmm. and then I'll drop back and. I'll something totally different like reggae or Bob Marley and we're mm -hmm. all switched to jazz and I'll listen to like 1920s and 1930s and 40s jazz mm -hmm. for a few weeks and then I'll stop doing that so I go in these waves so my re recent wave uh, besides Christmas music which I listen to for about two weeks straight because uh, it's the holidays right besides that I'm really going back to like the strokes um, vampire weekend has been big on my playlist uh, the last 30 days mm -hmm. or so. Um, you know, and I'd, I'd, I'd heard that before, like, you know, when they, when they were bigger, you know, nine, 10 years ago, but I didn't really listen to them a whole lot. I just, I liked a couple of their songs. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Mm -hmm. But now that I've got it, you know, I've got some more of their songs. I've listened to more of them. I'm like, man, these guys are really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We've got The Strokes, uh, Vampire Weekend. There's another band that I just, just oh, Modest Mouse. I've listened to a lot of Modest Mouse. Again, some of their stuff from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'm really digging now. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I like it, and I'll listen to it for weeks, and right. then I'll stop. Um, but you're going to laugh at this. I just remembered this. Back in the fall, I want to say like in October, September, October, this, this last fall, um, I went through, for the first time in my life, an Elvis phase. I've been there. Right? I've been right? there. you got to go through it. <laughs> and I was like, man, you know, my dad was a big Elvis fan mm -hmm. and, and had his, uh, his eight tracks and, you know, and, and stuff like that. Probably some original vinyl, right. even, which would be worth a lot of money, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, I watched the movie, the Elvis movie mm -hmm. this fall, and I, I don't think I had made. mixed reviews over yeah. it. Uh, I think the thing about when I went and saw that movie, there was a big guy. I'm talking a big guy. Yeah. He was sitting uh, two seats from me. And every time there was music on the screen, he would sing. Oh, no. At the so, theater? Yeah. Oh, no. And uh, so I really didn't get a chance to really enjoy it. Oh. I couldn't. What am I supposed to do? The yeah. big guy, bigger than me, you know. Right, right. So, keep it down up there. hey, suspicious minds, you want to keep it down. <laughs> but hey, hound dog, yeah, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> let the man sing. Let that let, man let sing. Let that man sing. So he was better. He was yeah. better than you. Just say it. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny. But I watched that movie and I was a little disappointed. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks does good, but I didn't like. It just wasn't. Damn. It just was weird. 
But the music was still good. And the guy that played Elvis, I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. Um, and Lisa Marie, like we just talked about uh, off air, she just passed away, which is sad. Yeah, but it's crazy because I was wearing my Elvis t-shirt. Were you really? Today that, she passed away. That was just a couple of days ago. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's I, crazy, man. It is crazy. But I, I went through like an Elvis phase for probably most of October and was just listening to her constantly and some of the deep tracks I had not heard before. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the songs that I had heard before, I listened to in a different light because of that movie. Um, and their, um, I can't remember the, the song. It was the, uh, uh, the dream song. Um, he sings it and it was kind of rebellious at the time. It was 1968 and all the civil rights stuff was happening. And he says, uh, I cannot remember the name of the song. Um, why can't my dreams come true? Or why can't my, um, I cannot remember the name of the damn song. Uh, yeah. Is it a fairly new one, a new, a newer it, song of his? It was late seventies. No, it was early. It was late sixties. It was late. It was like okay. 68. And he's talking about Martin Luther King just got assassinated. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy just got assassinated. And so he's talking about why can't, you know, as why can't my brothers walk hand in hand. And it's just a really powerful song. When I heard that as a kid, you know, when I, was, I mean, we were this was before we were born when it came out. But when Dad would play some of the Elvis songs, that was not one that stuck out in my mind. More mm -hmm. like Hound Dog and you know, and mm -hmm. Jailhouse Rock and and all this other stuff. Those are the ones that stick out. But this song really hit a little bit more just because again, it talks about the civil rights era and stuff like that. Um, can't remember the name of the damn song. I'll probably look it up, but <laughs> but those of you that listen to Elvis, you'll know what I'm talking about. You know what we're talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, so that my playlist more has been Modest Mouse lately, Vampire Weekend, The Strokes. That's kind of been my my stuff since Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll probably get there too. Cause yeah. I, I usually listen to like the Smoking Popes and. <laughs> And, uh, really? oh, you gave me a Smoky Popes album. Really? Do you right. like it? I do, and they're because they're from Chicago, right? Right, they're from Chicago, uh, old ninety sevens. Yeah, I still, good songs. Actually, I just bought an old ninety seven. They had a record store exclusive, uh, nice. and they sing uh, some of the old uh, Johnny Cash songs. So Ooh. they do actually a pretty good job on that. That's good, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I go around, man. I'll yeah. start listening to those uh, artists as well. So. <laughs> well, those of those of you the listeners that have listened to Manny and I. We love our music. We love our sports. We love our ladies. You know, there's a lot of things we love, um, but and we talk about it, mm -hmm. right? But I always love uh, the music conversation because Manny's got, uh, you know, I, I mean, I feel like I've got a good extensive music collection, but it's more on my phone. It's mm -hmm. not. I don't have vinyl and stuff like that. But Manny's got the collection that goes beyond any other person's collection I've ever seen. Someday, I think we should have a day where the <laughs> listeners can come and you can show them. <laughs> I but mean, I, I guess I could. Cool. I did take one vinyl to uh, Antique Roadshow. I had a guy at a praise. It was yeah. a 1957, the Crickets album. It was the oh, really? Buddy Holly's Buddy first. Yeah, it was Buddy Holly's first album. And what's unique about it, the album that I have is that the 1957 cover of that vinyl is textured, so it's not like a smooth cover. Really, there's a, it's textured. Plus, the label on the record itself is yellow, which should be like a maroon type reddish, and the yellow that I got is the DJ copy only. So when I got it appraised, they appraised the uh, the record at uh, twelve hundred dollars. So that's probably the most expensive one I got. Twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, because it, it wasn't it wasn't meant to you know be sold at a store. I mean, it was right. for DJs only. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was one of my prized possession. But I still have some other expensive vinyl. Yeah. Uh, a lot of censored uh, uh, covered that wasn't oh, supposed to. Yes. So that's a whole different <laughs> beast. I I think and and again, listeners, I don't remember which one it was, but remember you came up with. We did a you did a whole segment. Oh, did I um, on that? And but it's been a couple of years ago. But listeners, if you want to go get, <laughs> like get into some deep vinyl with Manny, you need to go back and look at that episode. I don't know which one it was. It's though. been a while again. <laughs> Stay. <Stained. Stained. laughs> but that's why I love bringing up music with you. 
because there's always so many cool things that you talk about and that you uh, share. But um, yeah, I definitely think, I seriously, I think like sometime maybe this spring or summer, maybe summer will work better, but I think, I don't know how we do it. But and, and I'm always out for, you know, a dig, you know, I'll go through old crates and find old albums. So I'm always yeah. out for a hunt. And mm -hmm. so if we do go to Seattle, you, Best believe I'm going to be hitting the record stores up there. Oh, I'll be right there, dude. That sounds great. Um, I did buy a jukebox. I don't think I mentioned oh, that before. Yeah, so the jukebox. Uh, the, the jukebox is a 1952 AMI. So I like to fill it up with some old uh, 45 records. And uh, Tell them what you do at Christmas time. I actually put the old uh, Christmas music on there. So you know, it's That's got awesome. like, uh, like the Bing, you know, Bing Crosby and, you know. Uh, you got some old Frank Sinatra in there. Sinatra's in there with... Uh, I can't even think of the, the album. Uh, Bing Crosby with David Bowie is in there too oh, as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, man, there's a lot out there. Uh, I, I just took them out now uh, about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, and put all the doo-wops back in there. But, that's cool. But, yeah, I'm always on the lookout for, like, rare 45s. So. Yeah. That's a great uh, It's a great collection that you have. Did you show me it? I think it was around Christmas last year. I have some vin uh, vintage jazz that are worth some serious cash. I'm finding out really? uh, some like blues. Louis? Really? Uh, yeah. Do you have any old Louis? I do have an old Louis. Yeah, Federal Label, I believe. That's what it was. Federal Label is one of his nice. first labels. Okay. Jesus, um, I have some. <laughs> some good ones. Yeah, I have some good ones. Jeez. Uh, now you got me. I know. I got you all I in a rabbit hole, but yeah, I, I can't think of it. But yeah, I, I have yeah. some some good stuff. Well, maybe the next. I don't know. We don't know when we're going to get together for for the people. We love the people. Right. That's why we do this for the people. <laughs> but they've been asking for it. The, so. the people have been asking for it. But we don't know when our next podcast is going to be. Um, uh, but hopefully, this spring, the next couple months are going to be kind of busy for both of us. Um, but I will get into that next segment about the book release and stuff. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess just to close this out, but I think we should definitely maybe find what episode that was and we could tell the people to go back and listen to that because you put out some really good information. Oh, that yeah. I mean, uh, we could also go out in the street and ask people what they're what they have on their playlist. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because think about it, we're going to get different responses no matter who we talk to. Yeah, I'd be curious for, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I'd be interested in what they're listening to. And yeah. maybe I could find something that I might like, something yeah. different. Yeah. So I'm always out on the look for something new. Yeah, that'd be fun. So yeah, maybe we should do that for our next podcast. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Take it to the streets. Take it to the streets because we are from the streets. streets. <laughs> All right, that's the end of that segment. We'll come back. Manny's going to ask me some good questions about uh, my upcoming first book. So stick around. All right. Yeah. On this last segment, we're going to dive into a little about a little bit about your book that's coming up. I'm excited personally. I'm looking forward to reading it. Thank you. Um, I know you've been working really hard on this book. Um, I do have a few questions. I think our our listeners would want to hear the answers too. Perfect. So it. let's just start with a couple here. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, the first question is, what made you want to write this book? Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for even being interested in asking. Manny told me, you know, coming into today, he's like, hey, you know, uh, I want to ask you a few questions about the book and, and you know, give a little bit of promotion to that. So thank you for wanting to do it. And thank you to the listeners, too, for hopefully caring about my book. But the first thing that started me want, wanting to do this, I started this book almost three years ago. It was March of 2020 when COVID hit here. Um, I got a little bit more time uh, away from work to work on this book. And... Um, some of my my siblings and some friends uh years ago saw that after i got divorced they're like man you're going on a lot of crazy travel more than i had ever done in my life mm -hmm. and i was like yeah it's pretty cool i mean i wasn't taking it for granted or anything like that I was, I was enjoying it but i was like yeah but this happens to people you know and then the more i started going on more adventures and more travels i realized i was like man i'm kind of getting 
lucky a lot with a lot of these adventures because some of them I planned, but a lot of them I didn't plan them. They just happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was at the time I was hurting, you know, going through divorce and this and that. Um, and then I eventually moved on from that. And then I just started going through like a career change and, you know, some other transitions. We all go through transitions in life. And, and so readers, when you read the book, you're going to recognize that. You're going to say, oh, yeah, I've, I've been through that too. So that's what started me down the road was my travels. And I've, I've had some very good fortune uh, to travel as much as I have. And to me, it's been fun. But I've got some pretty cool stories. All the stories in the book are true. Mm -hmm. It's a nonfiction book. Oh, and it's called Finding the Elixir. I forgot to say it's that. great title. Thank you. That, and, and what's funny about that title is my editor was like, yeah, you need to pick a, I had kind of a, a common title. I thought, that's good. Common title's good. Mm -hmm. Everyone will know what I'm talking about. And my one of my editors said, hey, actually, you should pick something that makes the readers think and like makes them stop. Like finding the elixir, like what the hell does that mean? And I was like, okay, well, let's go with finding the elixir. I mean, I, I came up with the title with some uh, help from a buddy, but I didn't know that I loved it at first. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's okay. And then my editor's like, no, that's really good because you're going to make people stop and think. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's where I came to that. Nice. Yeah. So that's it. And the travels kind of ignited the story or the, the idea for the book. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Um, did writing energize or exhaust you? Both. God, that's another great question, brother. It did. I, I mean, you know me, I worked a lot for the teaching. When I worked in during the school year, it's usually about a 50 hour week job. Um, so that's why I started during COVID. Mm -hmm. I actually had time. I wasn't working 50 hour weeks at all for months and so i was like wow i've got time i can hike a little bit more and i can write and so i did and those times were energizing mm -hmm. those times man i was like man why didn't i start this book earlier <laughs> i could have done this a few years ago but then i got exhausted the more i did it and then once you're about six months in or at least when well, i for me it was probably different for everybody when i was about six months in i was like questioning i was like do I really want to do this? Like, this is a lot. It's a lot more than I thought it was. Did I buy enough more? <laughs> right. So, yeah. So that's a great question. So both energizing and, and exhausting. But ultimately, now that I'm done with the book, then it's getting published soon. February 1st is the official drop date. Nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm feeling less exhausted now. But now, now I'm going to the other side of the game. Now I, now I have to learn how to market. The right. Book. And this is helping. This is perfect. Okay, here's a good one. Yeah. Uh, did you hide any secrets in your book that only a few people will find? Oh, man. Dude, these are good. <laughs> well, I thought about some of these. So I was like, these are, I think that people would want to know. Yeah. Oh, these are great questions. Um, and Manny didn't prep me for this. He just said, dude, I got questions. I'm going to ask you. So this is great. Yeah, there are a couple of, of uh, we'll call them Easter eggs okay. in there. Um, I don't want to divulge them because if I do, you're going to be like, oh, what? So maybe if you, yeah, maybe if you read, once you read the book, you'll, uh, you'll see some and then, and then maybe later we'll do a podcast nice. update. Nice. And yeah, maybe we can have our readers they, like email our show or, cause we're on Facebook too. I mean, right. Yeah. I, I know people, the people. Our people, <laughs> they haven't, you guys haven't seen us on Facebook for a while on, on our podcast, but Manny's going to put this on Facebook again. And if you want to leave comments and stuff, we would love that. And then, you know, once you get the book, hopefully you'll get the book and read it. Um, yeah, you guys can leave comments for me there. And then maybe next time. Maybe right. Maybe okay, go. cool. Yeah. Um, did you edit out anything out of this book? Oh, dude, you you came up with, are you, okay, are we sure we're not on like Nightline right now? <laughs> no, man, I just, something that, you know, I had, you've been writing for about three years now. Yeah. I, these are the type of questions that I would think of while I'm <laughs> driving to work. I'm like, because I'm curious. These are good. I mean, you did mention that I was mentioned in the book, so I'm like, uh, which is, I'm, I'm privileged, I think. Oh, you are. <laughs> oh, trust me. But it's just like, huh, what is what this guy's got under his sleeve? Yeah, you know. But no, these are the questions that I came up with, and so I thought maybe, well, I'm going to share them with him, and hopefully he can answer them. So. These are good. I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, and Manny is, of course, in the book. We're best friends. We go all the way back to sixth grade. I mean, it was a natural. 
it's a natural <laughs> pick. But yeah, gosh, some of the secrets. Okay, here's the thing. I didn't put all my travel adventures mm. in there. And I didn't put some of the stories I've told Manny over the years and maybe a couple other people like my brothers uh, and my sisters a little bit. Um, and yeah, those stories are are not included. Those are exclusive. Right. And I think Manny knows a couple right off the top of his head. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> those are not even making to the podcast. No. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Those are not going to be in the podcast, nor are they in the book. But I'll tell you what. No, Manny knows a couple of them right off the top. But there's um, the involves a beach and uh, diplomacy with a Russian spy. No, just kidding. Uh, she was Russian, <laughs> but I don't know that she was a spy. I don't we don't know. know. We don't know yet. At this point, I don't know. We did have somebody following us here, so yeah, we were a little worried. A little yeah. worried. They're wearing trench coats and yep. stuff. Yeah, but at this point, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, is there a chapter in your book that was hard to write? Oh man. Yes. There. Okay. Yes. And I'll start with the one that was easy to write, and then I'll go to the hard one. The easy to write chapter was uh, chapter three. Chapter three, and you'll relate to this 100%. Chapter three is about the movie Field of Dreams, and I got to go to Iowa. It's a little place, you know, it's a little town. It's a little tiny little town in Iowa, and it's called Dyersville. And what's funny about that is I spent an afternoon there uh, years years ago, and uh, and I that to me was my my favorite one of my favorite chapters to write because it came so easy to me um and and you know some readers are going to be like well who cares about a baseball field in the middle of corn mm -hmm. who cares but i know you'll care and i know a lot of you know my family and friends will care and i think a lot of the readers will care because I, I don't just it's not just about baseball spoiler alert it's mm -hmm. kind of about life too not just the field of dreams so anyway i that to me was my easiest chapter you know what my hardest chapter to write? Chapter one. Where it began. Where it all began. Mm -hmm. Because this chapter, or this that book, this book needed to start somewhere. And the process started for this book of me starting my healing process, my journey, uh, where it does for everybody who's been through a bad breakup. I mean, we've all been there. Uh, divorce, bad breakup, it doesn't matter. They're both just not easy to go through. And we've all done it. So my process was to travel and for that tried, I tried to travel as much as I could and that helped me heal. But that first chapter, um, you know, we're talking about 2013 and, uh, it's been, you know, almost 10 years ago now and, uh, what well, has been 10 years ago now. And so going back and going to the memories and stuff, uh, that was tough for me because as I was writing that chapter, I would dream about things that I thought I left in the past. Mm -hmm. And some of them came back. Really? The things about my, my marriage and mm -hmm. uh, my ex-wife uh, came back and I started dreaming uh, about things. And it just, uh, I guess that was good because mm -hmm. it made the healing process or reminded me how far I'd come mm -hmm. in that healing process. But it reminded me of how difficult that first year after divorce really was. It was really probably one of the worst, most difficult parts of my life honestly mm -hmm. um that sounds really dramatic but it's i mean i'm just being honest right you know but but then after that you know things improved and things got better mm -hmm. not to say life's perfect nobody has a perfect life and i certainly don't you know health issues job stuff you know nobody that perfect but things started getting better mm -hmm. after that first uh i'd say after the first year year and a half mm -hmm. things started improving so wow yeah um let's see there was another one uh what would your reader learn from your book? That's another good dude. Are you sure you're not like I'm not reading it, brother? I, I, I just mean, I just not read. These are great <laughs> questions, man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like these I should be on like a, a TV show. Right now. <laughs> um, no, that's a great question. I think that the people that read the book, especially if you've been through a, a divorce or a breakup, which I, I mean, let's be honest, almost all of us have. Mm. I mean, it's just the realities right in our in our country in our world so i think most people will relate to the idea of, of divorce breakup needing to move forward but i think what i can help 
certain readers is for me, my, uh, you know, my, my healing process began by traveling. Mm -hmm. And then I met a lot of uh, people that I didn't expect to meet and went to a lot of places I didn't expect to go, um, or at least not until I was retired. But um, I think that might help people to, to, I hope it helps people to say, you know what, maybe I should get out a little bit more. Not, not that you have to go travel, mm -hmm. but maybe just get out of work a little bit more. If it means taking a day off more here and there, mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Do it. I mean, Manny and I have talked about this for years. We all work hard. But if you don't treat yourself, treat yourself. If you don't, if you don't get out and do stuff for yourself sometimes or, you, or your family, you're going to just get locked into this rut of work and home, work and home, work and home. And I think traveling for me is what brought me out of that rut. Mm -hmm. And that may not be for everybody. Not everybody likes to travel. I get that. Um, but I think maybe if my book can help people just to see you got to get out of your routine sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, force yourself out of that routine, get, get out of that routine. Um, you know, don't, don't stay in your comfort zone all the time. I'm really bad about that. Mm -hmm. I used to stay in my comfort zone all the time. Now I still do, but I, I don't live there. Right. And I think that's kind of one of the messages. Awesome. Um, another one, now that you know the process on making the, a book and you know, the ins and outs almost in a way now right. better. Um, do you see yourself writing another book down the road? I really, after hope. the, you know, smoke settles down off of yeah. this first one. Yeah. After the dust all said, dude, I, I hope so. But here, here's the thing. The funny thing about that question is I've asked myself that because I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know the answer, but you know, I'm a, I'm a nonfiction writer. So that I'm writing true stuff. It, you know, in some ways I wish I was, I wish I had the creativity mm -hmm. to write a fiction. Because then I could, a fiction book, then I could create characters mm -hmm. and I could create stories, but I'm not that creative. Mm -hmm. So I'm a nonfiction guy. And so I just write the truth. So maybe there's a volume two here where I do include stuff about the Russian spy and other, uh, <laughs> How the, other uh, <laughs> stories that wasn't meant to be yeah. told on the first book. Right, right. Because there's been, a, there's been some pretty good ones that I, um, I almost, in fact, one chapter I wrote six or seven pages and i was like that's going in the book 100 it's gonna make people laugh it's it's i think it's funny i think it's entertaining and it's real and it ended at four o'clock in the morning um but then i reread it and i had other people and they're like dude you can't put that in there you can't and i'm like why it would be fun they're like mm -mm, i wouldn't <laughs> so i yanked that chapter so maybe that makes it in the in book. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised why they didn't want you to put it in there. Are you going to become president one day or something? Exactly. Yeah, my presidential days are behind. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I know your football days are over. Yeah, sadly, football days are behind. <laughs> well, you know what, man? I am so excited Thank to read you. this book. I'm looking forward to getting it. And uh, I heard is with the way you're you're saying um, yeah. uh it could be a really uh page turner i hope some so. people would say i i i think you will because you know me mm -hmm. i think manny's gonna page turn it and, and you'll be done in a couple of days <laughs> but some people may not because they don't know me they may be like who is this guy i don't care i hope it's a page turner for other people mm -hmm. i really do i feel because i mean we do this for the people that's what people that's what we do um oh speaking of that i was going to say before we get off um the air here dude thank you for your support not a and, problem man. anytime man, dude your manny's enthusiasm and his support for this book uh goes back two and a half three years um obviously when it started but uh he is in i mentioned manny in the um in the uh, introduction uh because he sent me a quote years ago this is 2013 sends me this quote and it's one of those quotes that just it just hits right it it hit me at a right at the right time and it um it was very meaningful very deep and that's in the introduction to the book so nice. it's right there nice yeah um do you have dates oh yes thank you um okay first of all if you want to follow me on instagram i started an instagram account my uh, students and former students thank you guys um, they were like, Looney, you got to get on Instagram, dude. And I've been rejecting it for years, years. And they're like, you got to sell, you got to get on Instagram and sell books. I'm like, okay, fine. So I joined Instagram. My, my handle is, uh, at Scott Looney underscore writer. 
So if you guys want to follow me, please do. Um, I'll follow you back if you'd like me to. Um, but yeah, that's going to give you the updates. Some of our, our, our listeners are also on Facebook. Um, you can follow me there. You can friend me on Facebook. That, that works too. I think the, the Instagram accounts can be better probably for the next month or two because it's going to give you the most updated information. Mm-hmm. But Facebook's going to get updated as well. Um, but also, I've got book signings. I've already set up. Uh, the book drops on February 1st, um, uh, and it's going to be on Amazon. We'll put the links out there. It'll be on Instagram and, and my Facebook page, uh, maybe even on our podcast page. I don't know. Yeah. And then I've also got a, uh, uh, a website that I'm being, that's being built right now, and it's called Scott or www.scottlooneywriter. It's all one word, uh, .com. It's not done yet. It's not up and running, but it will be before February 1st. So you can buy the book on Amazon or on, on my website. It'd be great if you bought it on my website. Um, if you want an autographed copy, I will sign it for you and, and ship it to you. Um, <clears throat> but if you're an Amazon Prime member and you get free shipping, go to Amazon. That's cool. Good, <laughs> good to go. But I'm doing book signings on February 2nd, downtown Boise. Rediscovered books, uh, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And then on that would be first Thursday downtown. And then on Friday, February 3rd, um, I'm going to be in Caldwell for Rediscovered Books right downtown, uh, right by Indian Creek Plaza. Saturday, February 4th, I'll be at Flying M Coffee House in Nampa from noon to 2. If you can stop by, that's great. If you can't, there'll, there'll be more. And then uh, on Saturday, the 4th, from 3 to 5 o'clock, I'll be at uh, Flying M Coffee Shop in Caldwell. On Indian Creek Plaza, uh, which you and I've been to many times together, mm-hmm. and that's three to five. So, uh, and then that night I'll probably have dinner with Manny back over here in Boise. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, let's see. One more question I had. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, on the next podcast, which is probably be maybe a month or two, yeah. uh, maybe we can. For those who hasn't gotten the book at that right. time, maybe you could maybe read a couple. Oh, passages. That's a great idea. Yes. Yes. Manny. Yeah. Manny came up with this idea too. That's a great idea. I can, I I would definitely do that. Um, uh, Another idea that he had was at some point I might just record like read chapter one and then put that out there for people to listen to if they want to get a feel for what yeah. the book's about. And so. get to do that a little bit later and have yeah. the reader get a yeah. chance to at least buy the book and yeah. have them read it. But, exactly. you know, for the ones who hasn't gotten it yet and then are, you know, a good fan or be a fan of our podcast, yeah. you know, maybe you can uh, do that, that for perfect. us. So, but man, I'm looking forward to it. Man. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm more excited than nervous. And I uh, hope to see you guys come out. Uh, if you can make it to the, the signings, that's great. Um, if you could share my, my links, that, that helps a lot too. Um, and obviously if you buy the book, I'll be, uh, grateful to, to you guys for that too. But, Thanks for uh, hey, no problem, man. Thanks, brother. Please, listeners, go and buy this guy's book. He's my boy. <laughs> Support you. him. Thank you. So, uh, until next time. Yeah, until next time. The Avengers of Two Dudes will continue. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment.